Welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. And I'm Christelle. And it's Monday the 29th of March. The start of World Autism Awareness Week. And this is the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. This week, as part of the National Autistic Society's Super 7 Challenge, we will be recording seven podcasts a day for the seven days of World Autism Awareness Week. That's 49 podcasts in a week. It sure is. We better get on with it, Christelle. Let's go. Roll tiles. Welcoming on to the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon, we have got Laurie. Hiya, Laurie. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Instagram account. Raising Rocco and Co. Now, Laurie, tell us a little bit about your son and about his diagnosis journey. To be honest, for us, it was actually quite an easy journey. We've heard so many horror stories, but we were actually really, really lucky that our our team of professionals were all on board from day one. So um, just a bit of background from us. We, me and my husband have got four children. Rocco's our youngest. We've got three teenage girls. And um, yeah, we thought we'll just go for another one, you know. And it was a boy. I was very shocked. I'm from four girls as well. So, you know, that was one thing I had to get used to. But then quite early on with Rocco, we were seeing signs. So a lot of people call them concerns where they're talking about it. But it just makes me think of it in a negative way. So we kind of you know, it's a sign for us that maybe something wasn't quite there or right. So um, from about 14 months, my husband had gone back to work and he used to get in from work and be like, oh, you know, he doesn't come to me. He doesn't, he doesn't look at me when I walk in the room where the girls were always like, oh no, daddy, daddy, daddy. But he never was. And he's a daddy's boy. So it never really, we could never figure out why. And then sort of, so my husband's well, my nephew on my husband's side, he's autistic. So we knew quite a lot about sort of the social aspect of autism. Um, before I had Rocco, I was a special needs teaching assistant. So I'd worked with quite a lot of autistic children. But like everyone says, you've met one autistic child, you've met one autistic child. They're all completely different, like every human being on the planet. So then there were other things, sort of the lack of eye contact. Um, he was completely nonverbal. Not He never really babbled. Um, and we never really thought about that until because we we my husband's Italian. We're a loud house. The girls are loud. We're always loud. We always just thought he hasn't got an opportunity to speak. So we shared our concerns with the GP um, at about, I think, about 18 months. And we were really shocked that we got the referral straight away. A lot of our doctors oh, wow. were like, well, you know, he's only 18 months. Of course, he's not going to get referred. But um, we were really lucky with our doctor. Obviously, they saw something straight away as well. And they did the referral. And then they were like, well, they're not going to accept it. He's only 18 months. And we were like, OK, well, it's on the books for when you do accept it. But they accepted it. So we were like, wow, OK. Um, we had a nurse come round, ask us, I think, about 30 million questions. <laughs> Observed him, was like, mm, OK, yeah, I'm kind of seeing what you're seeing here. Sort of advised us on a few things. And then, yeah, we got referred to the community paediatrician. Then we did eventually get to see her. And he was amazing in the appointment. We, there was an hour. There was me and my husband, Rocco, and obviously the ped. And he was up and he was playing and he was doing this. And we were like, wow, OK, maybe he's not autistic because... You know, he's playing with the teapot and he's doing this. And we're like, oh, God, have we just completely wasted their time? That's exactly and at the end how of the, I felt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but completely the, the end of the appointment, she's like, so what do you think? And we were like, well, before we came in here, we kind of thought he might be autistic. But now she's like, no, he's autistic. And we're like, oh, OK, well, yeah, OK, now what kind of thing? And because of Corona, we didn't have the typical assessment. We never went to the multidisciplinary agency, is that what they're called? MDA. 
Um, we never had any of that. I'm glad we didn't because a lot of people talk about how nervous it is and it's spread over four weeks and it's just, it must be like you kind of want, it's like you want the diagnosis, but you don't want the diagnosis because people will be like, oh, you're labelling him, but then you want them to see. So you get the intervention and you get the support. So you're kind of afraid that they'll actually be yeah. <laughs> go into the appointment and be like, oh, look at me. Hi, how are you? You know, you mm. want them to be introverted. You want them to seem autistic, whatever that means, but you want them to see <laughs> what you see. Yeah. Does that make sense? That, that does sense. make complete sense. Yeah, me and yeah. Rachel were actually just saying it before you came on, that everyone's journey is different mm-hmm. and it's nice to hear that you had like a smooth journey yeah. coming into the EHCP but like he said as well we said that some people you know you don't want your child to be labeled but also it's like when you go to doctors with your child right you know they're not feeling well you take them to doctors <laughs> they run all over the, the cowbell oh, kicks right. in the second yes. you walk through the door yes. <laughs> that cough like, disappears yeah. 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 they don't have a temperature but they were like 47 yeah. a minute ago <laughs> exactly but you want the doctor to see what yeah. you see because you want your child yeah. to get the help that they need to get yeah so and yeah. at the same time you kind of don't want them to see it because a part right. of you right. through the beginning of the process like now we're completely like we don't see anything wrong with Rocco being autistic if anyone's got a problem with it it's their problem not ours not his he's completely embraced and loved by everyone in this household if anyone on the outside world doesn't love him for what or who he is they you know they know where the door is but yeah it's like everyone goes on about this label but it's it's not a label it's like a door opening because as soon as you have that the label it's not like oh he's doing that because he's autistic it's okay so he's struggling with this aspect what can we do to support him and let him fit in and and not fit in I'm very like not he doesn't have to change to fit into the world the world has to adapt to Mm. sort him out because it's very difficult to change your own character like if you're in a relationship and someone goes I don't like that about you you'd just walk wouldn't you you wouldn't be like okay so I need to I need to really like I all of a sudden need to grow an arm because two is not enough you know you you adapt and you 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 both change to do things whereas I think a lot of autistic children are like well they need to do this they need to be able to speak and they need to be able to do this because they're going to struggle at school well no actually they don't have to speak between 25 and 50 percent of autistic people even as adults are either non-verbal non-speaking or have partial mutism, or just don't like speaking. And that's okay. We live in the 21st century, you know. We have AAC devices, we have sign language. There's so many different options if the world just helped and helped him fit in rather than him fitting to meet their expectations. Now, Laurie, you put up a post this week on World Autism Awareness Week, and it was about that jigsaw piece. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the jigsaw piece so when Rocco was first diagnosed our first appointment when she was like yeah he's autistic and we were kind of like okay we knew it but when someone says it it's a little bit more okay so me and Nick kind of went our separate Nick's my husband by the way um we kind of started doing our own research like googling things um Nick got home and ordered um some of those you know rubber band bracelets with some puzzle pieces on and I joined loads of Facebook groups which I have recently, not so recently, I soon deleted. They were full of the Martin mums and the autism one today kind of mums. And that's not, that's not me at all. But what do you mean by autism one? Just for anybody. Oh, like if. Not um, uh, not understanding. 
one as in like so if they had a if the child in my opinion if the child's had a bad day the child's had a bad day what have you done to support them to nurture them you know to maybe if you can stop it happening again if it's something like that but it's just like some of them will have they'll post pictures of their children having a meltdown oh, or yeah, or crying yeah. and it's like autism one because they couldn't cope with that situation it's the autism one and you just think it's it's not a disease it's not something that can win over something yeah and it was it was just that kind of thing I I just I just can't deal with that kind of thing so (laughs) one particular group on Facebook it's run by autistic adults it's got 45,000 members that are either autistic parents of autistics teachers you know medical professionals that want to help my biggest thing that I have learned since finding out that Rocco's autistic is the only people that can teach you about your son apart from yourself are autistic adults they have been autistic the chances are because autism is probably more than likely it is a genetic thing they may have autistic children themselves they know what worked for them they know what scarred them as children what their parents may or may not have put them through so I met I just listen I if there's something that I'm worried about or oh, why does he do that straight on Facebook, straight on the autism inclusive inclusivity group. Yeah. I ask on there before I ask like his professionals because you wouldn't ask a builder how to pull a tooth. That's just my opinion. So on there, one of the first things I learned was they hate the puzzle piece. The majority, I think it's over 83% of the autistic community hate the puzzle bees. And the main reason there's... And this kind is of the piece that's been used quite a lot. Isn't yeah, it? and it's it's on merchandise, it's on everything. Autism Speaks is one was probably the biggest autistic society in America. And they want to cure it. They um, want to fix it. They are ABA activists. They do all of that. And they're... Their first logo was a child crying with the puzzle piece. Mm. And that is kind of evolved. It's became blue because boys have autism, where we all know that girls do have autism. Oh, sorry, I've said it wrong. See, I'm still learning. Boys are autistic, but girls are autistic as well. But it's very difficult to get girls diagnosed. Boys are diagnosed in between sort of like three and seven, eight, you know, in the first 10 years, the average age for a girl to get diagnosed is over 17 because they're so brilliant at masking. So it's all about fitting in and them being the missing piece and that kind of thing. So I just listen to the autistic community. They don't like it, therefore I don't like it. And I I talk about it quite a lot because it's still there. It's everywhere I look. If I, if you go on Instagram and you post a story, if you, you know, you can search the, in the bar for like, I, I know, know, yeah, the gifts. If yeah. you search autism, it's all the puzzle piece, the puzzle piece, the puzzle piece. That's all it is. And I know, because we've tried to use that ourselves on our Let's Talk Autism and yeah. I searched autism. And, and I just think, I know that people don't like the puzzle piece. I don't agree with it. I don't, don't see its relevance you know like my son doesn't fit into this yeah. puzzle of life like he yeah. does <laughs> and he's a puzzle yeah but no they're not yeah yeah so yeah oh thank you so much Laurie will you come back and speak to us again another time because I know we only got seven minutes on yeah this, sorry but... I'm a bit ranty tonight I've had a lot of sugar that's all right ranty is good isn't it Christelle yes we love a bit of a rant but definitely definitely come back and have a good chat with us we'll have a full episode you've got 20 minutes then Laurie to we oh, can make really... a cup of tea and I'll be there it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay where can people find you on Instagram uh, my autism one is raising Rocco and Co 
on Instagram. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.